Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 40. After our weekly segments, we are going to talk about finding your outlet. Let us know if there are any topics you would like to hear. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning. How's everything going? Everything's going well. We've had like, I don't know, it feels like two weeks of nonstop rain, which is somewhat miserable. But we found um, this weekend, my daughter's like, I just want to go to a park. But I'd already found this, it's a playground store. So they have play sets and things that are just set up in a big room. And they also have trampoline, like backyard trampolines that are set up. And you can pay like $8 and play as long as you want in the playground store. It was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Very nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm not, I feel like Seattle rain. Well, you know what? It was kind of last week, and then this week it's actually been sunny again. And I'm like, oh, I'm not looking forward to that again of like four months of just rain. <laughs> yeah, I guess I really can't complain about rain with where you live. <laughs> it's all good. You're still allowed to. <laughs> See, I don't expect it here. We had so much rain in August. Usually it's like hot and steamy and just yeah so now it's like okay give me a nice fall since we didn't have a nice uh, since we had a rainy you know rainy august but nope still rainy (laughs) all right so let's talk about our real mom moments of the week so my moment this week actually has to go back goes back to going to the playground and it was my first time taking both of the girls out by myself for an extended period of time so it was really I said, you know what, I can just take the baby with me. I'll put her in a carrier while I'm there. And I did it. I drove, it was a half an hour away. I drove in the car with both of them. We went out and it was great. And then I decided to go, I was a little hungry and so was, so was my daughter, my older daughter. So we went to Kidoba to get like a quick meal. And I was like, this will be fine. This will be great. And then in the middle of like halfway through eating, the baby starts screaming and it's like echoing everywhere. And then my daughter, my older one's like, mommy, I have to go potty. So I'm like trying to nurse the baby. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And I grew, scooped her up and we went to the bathroom. But of course it's a single and there's someone in there. So she's like sitting there like, mommy, I have to go. And then of course, by the time we got in there, she didn't actually have to go anymore. So I was like, all right, we're packing up. You're done. We'll eat the rest at home. And it, it but it went really well. And, uh, but it was just one of those, you could feel like the, that like blood pressure kind of rising, heart rate increasing, like, oh my gosh, I got the screaming baby in here and I'm all by myself. So that was my moment this week. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I feel like there's probably all these like new things that you have to learn with having two. Like I remember when I like having one is like, I remember going to the post office one time and being like, I had like four packages and I have a baby and I'm like, the hell do I do? Like, how do I, how can I physically bring all of these into the store? Like, and I can't just walk in and just leave a package in the store. Someone might, you know what I mean? I like remember being like, what the fuck do I do? Like things that you just don't think about when you like, have this new child to carry around so I'm sure now with two it's like well you're screwed <laughs> just kidding but it's just matter. about finding new routines exactly. but they are hard to find sometimes totally I feel like you just don't think about it so yeah no. anyway um my real mom moment of the week was um what was it I don't know a couple of days ago now 
on Sunday. I got in my car and my car won't turn on. And I'm not going to go through the whole story because it's kind of long. But basically, I called customer service and they were like, this woman was just not helpful. And so maybe she was brand new to her job. For whatever reason, I was not giving her any grace. <laughs> and I was very upset with her. And because um, I had a client and I was trying to bring Remy over to the babysitter and Adam wasn't home. And so I was just like, I needed to go now, you know, like I had a little bit of leeway, but not enough or anything like that. And so I got really, really pissed. And like, I, I don't like yelling at customer service people. And like, I wasn't very nice to her. I mean, I wasn't like terrible, but like, I was not nearly as nice as I could have been. And then I felt like really bad afterwards because I was like, okay, what the hell? Like, that's not really fair um, to her. And so I was kind of, and just like the whole situation, I was like, so kind of just angry over it. And I feel like I've been doing all this thought work and like, I really have like just been really doing a great job of manage my, managing my emotions. And like, I used to get angry like that a lot, but um, this is the first time it's like happened in a actually a really long time, which is pretty awesome. And so I was kind of like, what the hell was that all about? You know, like really the whole situation was not that big of a deal, like at face value, you know? And so um, I did some thought work around it and I realized like it was, it was about a lot of things. It was about, I was like, felt like I was letting down my client who's obviously paying me and she's like in Syria and Iraq, like back and forth. So like for her to find a time isn't easy. And it's also kind of hard for me to communicate with her other than email. So it was that. And then um, it was just kind of like this feeling of like, it was very much a pride thing of like, I did not want to ask for help. Like I could have just called a friend or like asked a neighbor, her neighbor, but I was just like very much like in this, like, I need to solve this myself. Like I'm, I don't know, whatever. I just had this like total ego about it. And then later on, I realized, I think it was just yesterday. I realized another huge thing was like, it was the first time I got like super mama bear. I was like, I'm with my toddler and my car doesn't work. Like it was this feeling of like total helplessness of like, like I remember, cause that's what I remember saying to the lady. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm stranded with my toddler. I wasn't, I was at home. I could get in my house. Like I wasn't stranded anywhere bad. Like I was making in my head though. I think I was just like putting into the scenario of like, what if I was out in the middle of nowhere, like, and my car wasn't turning on and you're not offering me any help. Like you're telling me it's closed cause people are Sunday and everything, everything's closed. And it's like, what, what am I supposed to do? So I think it was this feeling of like, you know, catastrophizing it at this like giant situation, which it was not, I was perfectly safe, <laughs> totally fine. You know, I could have just walked inside. Um, but anyways, that was my real mom moment because it was not my finest moment, but I think just like kind of reflecting back on that and realizing why, like that was not my finest moment. It was really, really helpful and valuable to me. And I learned a lot from it and my car now works after having to get it towed, but it's now back in commission, hopefully. <laughs> That's such a, like, I don't want to, it's like a terrifying experience because you do go into all of those emotions of like, well, I know I'm at home, so I'm safe, but like, what if I had to bring the baby, like, what if I had to bring the baby to the, like, the doctor or the, you know, something like that. It's, it's a terrifying experience. And I love that you took the time to figure out like why you felt those emotions. And, but, but I also think that those in the moment, there's a reason why customer service people are there. Like they are there to talk to yeah. people that are <laughs> usually not happy. So if nine times out of 10 or even 99 times out of a hundred, you're very polite to your customer service people. 
that's better than most people, most likely. So, yeah, I know. you know, I think it's, I think your, your feelings are valid and I love that you figured out why you were having them, but yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> that, that situation just sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of ridiculous. And many, it was so funny. I don't know if you saw my Instagram yesterday. We had on the schedule for today or for yesterday, this, at the library was hosting this like construction vehicle story time thing. And there were supposed to be like actual construction vehicles there. Like the kids are supposed to be able to get into the trucks. And like Remy loves trucks. So I like had it on my calendar and I was like, damn it. I'm manifesting the wrong thing into this world because now we have a tow truck at my house for Remy to see. And now we can't go to the library. <laughs> it was just kind of funny. I was like, well, I guess he gets to see vehicles anyways. <laughs> oh, the irony. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so for our tips of the week this week, I have a, um, I won't call it a nutrition tip, it's more like a food prep tip, and it is to find sauces that you feel comfortable with that have ingredients that you like, or make your own and keep them on hand. So um, two nights ago, we had some like chicken breasts, and in my opinion, chicken breasts are like the most boring food in the whole wide world. But my husband uses them for meal prep, and my daughter doesn't always like, um, we always grill chicken thighs, and she doesn't like the grill, like the edges that get grilled that are a little, like, harder than the inside, so I'll just, he got chicken breast, which is great, which is fine, but I was like, all right, what do we do with it? A couple of days ago, we, like, used half of them, and we made, like, put, like, bacon in, and it was delicious, but I couldn't do that again, because I was out of bacon, so my husband actually found a gluten-free General So's sauce. It wasn't perfect, but it was gluten-free and it didn't have that much, like, it was just, it was pretty, like, basic. It didn't have a lot of extra ingredients. It was mildly flavored. It wasn't, like, the most amazing General Tso's sauce I've ever had, but I felt comfortable eating it. I felt, he- like, it felt healthy, and all we had to do was cook some rice, and I sauteed the chicken and some vegetables in the pan, and then I added sauce. My daughter doesn't like spicy, so she had hers, she just dipped her chicken and ketchup because what kid doesn't love ketchup and it was just made a meal that could have been kind of boring a little bit flavorless and a meal just to be a meal it like took it up a notch I usually like to do it with um I find Indian sauces to be really pretty clean and I feel comfortable with the ingredients and I really enjoy them so I'll do the same kind of thing and then if you do that ahead of time and you don't like sauce it in the pan and you sauce it afterwards you have and you have leftovers you can use different sauces at different times and you can just make a whole new meal with just a different sauce i love that i love sauces so i totally i think it's great we just found this barbecue sauce actually that that grocery outlet i don't know if you have one of those by you but it's like this organic barbecue sauce the ingredients are really clean and obviously barbecue sauce has like a ton of sugar but it's not as bad as most of them (laughs) and it's just really really good because some of the sugar-free ones they're like the ones that are made with other things are just they're just not good (laughs) this one's like really good so anyways i'm excited about that awesome What's your tip? Uh, yeah, my tip is super basic, but okay. So we have stainless steel pans because we've tried all the like the non like the non Teflon non stick ones because you know I try to avoid the Teflon because of like the chemicals, and they just they'll work for a while and then they scratch up and then they don't work and then they're just expensive. So we just kind of gave up on them, and so we just have stainless steel pans. And it was just really annoying because it's like sometimes I could cook it just right where like it wouldn't stick at all because technically they are supposed to be non-stick if you do it right. 
but it felt like a total crap shoot. Like I never knew when it was going to work. And then I was like spending so long, like scrubbing it off. And anyways, it's annoying. And then one day I, we have this like a hot water boiler thing. Like it automatically boils the water for you, which that's another tip in itself. If you don't have one, just get one. I didn't know I needed one until I moved into a house that had had one and I didn't use it for a while. And then it's like the most amazing thing. But anyway, so what I do is like right after you take the pan off, like it's still insanely hot. And then like, I just put the boiling water like right over it and like smokes up like crazy. And then I just scrape it with a metal spatula and like everything just comes right off. Like it is just like magically clean. Like it is basically nonstick if you do it that way. And this took me like, I don't know, a year and a half to figure out. So maybe other people know this trick and I was just totally out of the loop, but it's been life changing. <laughs> I have not tried the boiling water trick. I do the like immediately soak it with some soap and water like I use warm water. Like last night, I keep trying to make crispy skin salmon. And I'm not patient enough, and I don't dry the skin enough ahead of time. But the only reason I make it was, one, because, like, I want to eat the skin. And who wants soggy skin? And then also, that way it, like, comes off the pan easier. But I fail every time. And I think it's because I don't have a gas stove anymore. And I used to have a gas stove, and I think it worked better then. But we keep a scraper. And the best thing about stainless steel is you can scrape the heck out of it. Um, But I will definitely try the boiling water. I like it. It works. I mean, I was doing a warm water soak and that just like was not like if I burn something because I burn things like I am not patient. And my 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 oven is like so like you can put it on the same temperature. And I swear to God, one day it is like a thousand degrees higher. And the next day I'm like, why are you not cooking? Like what? So I think my oven is just very or oven stove is very temperamental. <laughs> so I just burn things or like, you know, make things very crispy. I should say I really like crispy bacon anyway. So it <laughs> works out. I'm a chewy bacon person myself, so, you know, but I get it. <laughs> I like the edges to be crispy. Okay, well, that's okay then. <laughs> okay, so this week was, uh, we decided to talk about because it was one of my tips of, or one of my, um, yeah, my tips of finding your outlet was a couple weeks ago, and Andrew was like, I need help finding my outlet. So I thought that we could talk about it a little bit. And I wanted to talk about kind of why I started thinking about it. And I have a friend that I have known probably since kindergarten or first grade. And she moved to Germany 10 years ago, actually 10 years ago, almost this week, exactly. And she is, um, she plays the French horn. She is an artist in all the sense of a musician and, and just has made it really successful there. So she's the kind of person that I feel like, well, she's creative every day. She plays music but she was talking about how she needs not like likes she needs to craft and that can be crocheting or sewing or every year she makes she like makes her christmas cards from scratch she makes like fancy like chocolate truffles and like bakes and do does all of those kinds of things and she was noting that she doesn't have to play her French horn every day and she doesn't have to craft every day, but she notices that if she gets into a little bit of a funk and then she can't really figure out why. And then all of a sudden she's like, well, I'm going to bake something. And she does that or she makes something, her funk is gone. So that, that part of her brain needs to be satisfied if is, was kind of, and, and for her that's by crafting. And even though she has such a creative like job that's not necessarily 
the same as crafting. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. And and reasons that you might kind of need one is if you feel like there's a part of you that's just not fully satisfied in what you're doing. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. And what's ridiculous is that I talk about this with my clients all the time. And I just like don't know my own very well. I, I Actually, since we've talked about it, I have learned. I'm excited to hear more about what you have to say. So you can keep going. <laughs> Well, I am kind of winging it. I've been thinking about it a lot since we decided we're going to talk about it. But so I first wanted to kind of talk about why you might need one. And so, yeah, you might need one if if you're feeling a little bit like, blah. And I get these emotions a lot. I wouldn't say a lot, but I used to. of like, I have no hobbies. I don't know what I like to do. Or especially... Like, my big hobby is skiing. I can only do that how many months a year. So it's like, well, that's one of my big hobbies, but I can't do it year-round. And it's also not like I can easily go into my, you know, backyard and do it unless there's snow on the ground then, you know. But again, that doesn't happen that often where I am. So you want to find something that satisfies that part of you that, that you feel like is... maybe defines you or supports you and some of the ways that you might figure it out is by just trial and error so how do you go about finding what your outlet you've got to see what you enjoy to do in there's a different kinds of categories that I think of of like outlets that are good and outlets that are bad and so things that might for me reading can be an outlet However, not all reading is an outlet for me. So sometimes if I read a new book, a book that I've never read before, I get really anxious a lot of the time because all I want to do is sit and read and finish the book. It's like, I need to know how the book ends. So it's almost uh, counterproductive reading those kinds of books because all I want to do is go back to reading and I struggle to function in the rest of my day because I'm thinking so much about this book that I want to read. So I have solved this problem by reading books that have become, or books that were turned into movies that I never read. Like right now I'm reading, uh, like the born, I'm going to read the born, the born supremacy or legacy, whatever the, the, that series, And I reread books that I've read before that I really enjoyed. So I kind of know what's going to happen. I still like to read them, but it's not quite, um, I want to say it's like an almost like addictive personality towards these books of like, oh my gosh, I've got to read it. So, so that's, that's what is not the most beneficial outlet. So an outlet is something that you can pick up and do in almost any, weather or situation that's easy it doesn't have a lot of barriers to do and you can and it makes you feel better afterwards so that's really the three things that you're looking for it's easy to do you can do it in you know almost any time and there's very few barriers and you feel good afterwards so for some people that might be a certain kind of exercise it shouldn't ever be something you feel like you have to do it should be it shouldn't be something that you need to do it's something that you just enjoy doing so maybe you have an app on your phone like like the down dog yoga app and you're like you know what i feel like i need to get a little bit of something in and you do a 12 minute yoga app you don't even have to change your clothes and you just do it and you feel better afterwards and you're glad it's done so that could be something that you don't need any equipment for you can do it in the you know in any weather any kind of thing and you feel better afterwards one of my outlets is I do like to create things. So I will sew or I will crochet. And 
crocheting's better for me because I am able to kind of pick it up and put it down. Like I've half, I've like maybe ten percent completed my daughter's Christmas stocking, but I know that I have till Christmas to complete it. But it's in the drawer, and I know that if I'm feeling like, oh, I need to feel like I'm being productive, that's kind of where my emotion comes from, where something that I value. So productivity, but in a creative way, is something that's really a really good outlet for me. How's that all sound? Yeah, I know that makes a lot of sense. And um, I'm going <laughs> to, I think for, for me, things like sewing and crocheting sound terrible. <laughs> And I think I hear these a lot as outlets and I think it's given me like a little bit of a block around them. So I just want to say for anybody out there who also feels the same, cause you're like, why would you just go to the store and buy something? Like why the hell would you sew something <laughs> or crochet something? And I'm, and I'm, it's not to like belittle anyone's thing. I'm just saying this, this is like my own mindset. Like when I'm hearing Beth talk about that, I'm like, Oh my God, like I would never crochet something. And I mean, who knows? I shouldn't say never because maybe I would actually love it. But it just does not like I have no desire to try that. And and um, so what I want to say about that is is like it doesn't have to be that it can be a lot of things. And I was talking to a client the other day and she was talking about how hers is going around to like new neighborhoods and just like walking around and looking at like the buildings and just like, you know, looking into stores. And I was like, oh, I really like to do that too. Like, is that an outlet? I was like, oh my God, I guess that does count, you know? And I think I've been, yeah, the more like once since Beth said that, I've kind of been like seeing them here and there and being like, oh, like, I think I do have outlets. I just like didn't know they were allowed to be outlets as silly as that sounds. Cause they seemed so like, I don't know, like nothing special, I guess. Uh, you know, if that sounds right. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, I, being a person that goes towards more of the creative and crafty outlets, like, that is something that, like, that's for me. I tried something like, you know, they have they have those adult coloring books. Uh-huh. I can't, like, I love the idea of it. I just don't have the patience for it. So, like, yeah. that's not me. Um, mm-hmm. But I I totally see going to a store, like, I had 15 minutes to kill, so, and there was a Home Goods next door, so I just walked around Home Goods, mm-hmm. and I didn't enjoy it that much for me, but I could see that being, like, a, you know what, I'm here, it's easy to get to, you could do, I mean, I feel like if you can do it in bad weather, because mm-hmm. that's when we all start feeling kind of cooped up, because a lot of people mm-hmm. enjoy, to, you know, getting outside, but you don't always enjoy getting outside when it's cold and rainy. Like, maybe it's just cold, you can get outside. Or if it's just rainy, you can get outside. But, the, like, the combination of the two. So yeah. I love the idea of, you know, sh- you know, shop- I'm going to say shopping without purpose. You know, saying, yeah. like, hey, I'm going to go look at this stuff. And it's, you know, whatever. I'm not going to necessarily buy anything. You know, I'm not – or, you know, go in with the plan of not buying anything. And maybe, maybe your outlet's TV related. You know, a lot of people talk about like Bravo television and how much they just like love, you know, that that's like a really great kind of relaxing thing for them, a way to just kind of let it go. Again, my back, my terribly addictive personality with, uh, I'm trying with like media, books, TV shows, things like that. Like for me, I'm better off if I go with a movie. Something like that that's shorter, that's one time versus, oh, there's six seasons of this new show that I'm going to watch and I'm going to finish it in four days. So 
just just figuring out like it it can be it doesn't have to be what someone else's is and and it may take you a while to figure it out i mean maybe it's something as simple as taking a bath and putting some bubbles in it or something like that or lighting some candles or sitting you know painting your nails that's something that i used to do when i was younger i don't can't do it right now because if the baby wakes up all of a sudden then I'm gonna ruin it and that's gonna be frustrating but if you have a little extra you know time to sit there and let them dry that can be something that's fun and easy to do and just like spend some time just painting your nails and you know you might feel better afterwards and it makes you feel pretty and something like that so there's there's definitely like an infinite amount of options that oh, exist totally. to, to yeah. really find it and that I was going to say about the the shopping one or whatever, going to stores. For me, I don't like home goods is not an outlet. That is like a freaking, I don't know, messes with my mind. I love that store, but it's not an outlet. <laughs> Gives me a little anxiety. Um, but I love going to like, like in like, you know, one of those like quaint little towns, like the little art shops and stuff. It's like stuff I would never buy because it's like a piece of art's like $10,000. You know what I mean? It's But it's just like just looking at it and being like, and I am so not like, want to say appreciative of art because that's not it I don't understand art like you know some people like look at art or even like the buildings thing like I just never considered it an outlet because I feel like I'm like I don't know anything about um oh my god I can't even think of the word not construction but like architecture architecture. thank you oh my god see that's how much I don't know about it um you know what I mean because it's like I remember when I was lived in Charleston I would walk with some people and they'd be like, you know, or like, you know, have these tours and I'd be like, this is from this century and blah, blah, blah. And I almost felt like, oh, because I didn't know that or didn't remember it, it like took away from my appreciation of it, which is silly because it didn't. I still like just loved looking at it, like even having no idea where it was from or what the significance was. I was just like, this is just a very pretty house. I don't know why, but it's really pretty and I like it. And I like this cute little garden next to it, you know? And it's like, you don't have to like, be good at it. I think sometimes like an outlet, it's almost like better if you're not good at it. Like it's just something that is just, you just get just pure joy. There's like no outcome from it other than just like enjoyment. And that's like the only outcome. You're not trying to like create something to sell or it's not, you know, trying to be like, Oh, well I'm going to be, um, you know, I'm going to end up with this product or whatever it is. It's just like, this is just things I'm doing completely for myself with no end goal, if that makes sense. Definitely. And I want to make a note that you don't have to love it either. Like it can be something that you enjoy and then that brings you peace and joy, but it doesn't have to be a love. I feel like if you really love it, it becomes more, more of a, like a clear cut hobby or passion project, that kind of thing. That's can be a little bit harder to step away from and you may feel like oh I didn't have enough time like if you love art and going to art museums your outlet might not be looking in art stores because leaving you might feel like you just need more you want to feel when you're you know done whatever your outlet is and hopefully it is a shorter time thing but you know it could be upwards of an hour to two hours but you don't want it to be a full day thing your outlet should not be going to look at like the Metropolitan Museum of Art but And when you're done, you're like, I can put this away, I'm done, and, you know, or I can leave the store, or I can stop doing the exercise, or put the book down, stop listening to the music. Music can be a great outlet, specific kinds of music, that kind of thing. So all of that, you want it to be able to be 
they almost feel, I want to say, like, calm afterwards. Like, neutral. Even neutral is a good, but if you're feeling tense, pent up, like, I don't know what to do with myself, that's a really good time to then go towards that outlet. And it, it could change over time. I crocheted for a while, and then I just completely stopped crocheting for years, i.e. my first daughter was born. I haven't crocheted anything since I made her Christmas stocking four years ago. And I switched to sewing because I could finish things more quickly. And in that part, it was like I wanted to finish it. But that, again, became more of a hobby and less of an outlet. So it is going to change over time. Yeah. And another outlet that I realized for myself, which is... I don't know, I feel like I feel recharged afterwards would be like another way to describe it is it's just like singing out loud, like putting on a good song and just like singing at the top of my lungs and even dancing a little bit. And I'm a terrible singer. Like I'm not good at all. And so it's like, again, it like doesn't need to be something you're good at or like anybody else is going to hear. Like I just do it with my toddler or in the car. And that's a really good quick outlet because it's like I can just sing a two minute song and I feel like pretty recharged and like rejuvenated afterwards. So that's one that I realized is like my like really quick go to if I'm feeling like down or something or like like what Beth is describing, just like pent up like ugh. it's like I just need to remember to do it sometimes. But it's like putting on a song and just like just singing and then I just feel like a million times better afterwards like you don't need like some fancy nutrition protocol or you know eight hours of sleep every night and like all these things to feel great like those things are all great but they're not realistic to have at all times so like these little outlets are amazing and it's amazing how therapeutic they can be and even more so than all that way harder stuff to do bless you Definitely. I love all of that. I did want to make kind of a note of things that might not be good outlets. We sort of discussed that, like, something that takes too long or something that, you know, if it doesn't make you feel good afterwards, great. But I also would avoid uh, food and dietary outlets um, because those can be associated with feelings of guilt or frustration or that kind of thing and also avoiding something that costs a lot of money so those those are kind of the two big things so I would avoid especially things like alcohol although you know if you are like oh I want like a glass of lemon water and just to sit on the back porch and drink this like ice cold glass of lemon water like I'm not going to say that that's a bad outlet but in general trying to avoid it to be related to food or beverages and you know, let's let's not make it cost prohibitive. So that's why I said paint your nails instead of going to get your nails done. Because yes, you can budget for that, but it may, you know, that might be a little bit more straining than otherwise. Is there anything else that you can think of that like you you would hesitate to encourage? Yeah, social media is not an outlet. Sorry. Oh yes, I'm gonna. I have heard. I'm gonna call my sister out on this one, and she will probably argue back if she hears this. But she's like, I feel so relaxed after I like scroll through Facebook. Who feels relaxed after scrolling through Facebook? And not to like, I sh- everybody can feel whatever the way they should. And I shouldn't ever attribute emotion to anybody. But like social media in general, like unless you're doing it with like, I think a specific purpose, like, you know, if you're purposely like looking up stuff on like Pinterest or whatever, you know, that's fine. I guess that could be an outlet if you're like, I don't know, have a very specific purpose in mind. But like, I feel like scrolling through Facebook or Instagram is just, it can feel like an outlet. And I definitely use it 
wrongly as an outlet a lot. Um, but like if you've gotten through it and then you just feel just as anxious or just as like, yeah, whatever as you did before or even more so then like, it's not a good outlet. I just, yeah, I feel like social media is not good. <laughs> and I, I love that you mentioned that because yes, I would say that infinity scroll is not an outlet. If you're like specifically plan, you know, you're planning on redoing something and you want to pin different, you know, you said, okay, I'm going to set a timer and for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to pin different things that I like to help give us an idea of how we want to redo the kitchen or what have you. That's fine. And I'm not going to, you know, electronic stuff. I'm not going to say that there's no electronic things that can be a good outlet. Like for some people, I'm not a video game. I'm not a gamer. Some people games can be an outlet. Some people, they feel more wired up and stressed and what have you afterwards. You need to listen to your body and know what, you know, what, kind of response that you have afterwards it was the same kind of thing like for me with a book yes I read a, my books on a kindle but you know how do they they don't always make me feel better afterwards and I have to recognize that but thank you so much for bringing up that in general Facebook and Instagram are not outlets they are they are time wasters I would also say things that can be outlets could be calling and talking to a friend it could be any friend you know and if you don't have time to call and tech talk to her maybe or him Maybe you text them for 15 minutes or so. Uh, I did that with one of my best friends who lives in Colorado. We just haven't had a chance to to actually touch base with each other and have a phone call. So I just texted her yesterday and said, hey, I'm thinking of you. And for five to ten minutes, we texted back and forth. And then, you know, we just, you know, when the conversation sort of ended, it was, but I felt good. I felt like I had satisfied that part of my social need that I had. Yeah, totally. No, I think those are also great. Um, yeah, I just think figuring out how you feel afterwards is really the big thing. And just like play around. It doesn't have to be perfect. Don't like attach any. I feel like we can get so like perfectionist about things. It's like, I think the best thing is just try to feel like you're not attaching any like outcome to it. Like you might just be trying something new. Like, how do I feel like strolling around or a new neighborhood? And you might hate it. And then it's like, all right, it's not for me. And that's totally cool. Like, try something else. It might take some time, like Beth said. <laughs> there is one last thing I do want to mention, and I talked a lot about finding an outlet that you can do on a rainy day. That doesn't mean that when it's nice out, your outlet can be taking a walk or going for a hike or doing something outside and outdoors, and I would definitely recommend it. I just find that I tend to feel better when I can get outside, and I know that I can get outside, and I don't need to search for a specific outlet otherwise. I just need to find it more when I am cooped up, and I don't have as it's not as easy for me to get out. Yeah, I think in general, nature is such an awesome outlet. And here in Seattle, we're outside when it's rainy, so <laughs> get some rain boots <laughs> and a raincoat. And, no. um, and yeah, you can have these like lengthy or expensive outlets. Just know that they might be like a once a year thing. You know what I mean? It's this thing you can look forward to. You just don't want it to be like, oh, well, that's my only outlet that I get to do once a year. So that'd be the other thing. But And you don't have to do them every day. You don't have to do them once a week. You don't have to do them once a month. You just need to know that when you're feeling kind of funky, that's when you do them. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we have Dr. Aaron back on. This time, we're going to talk about sex. Follow us on social media for news, updates, and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Feats of Real Eats, and Andrea at Dr. Andrea Moore on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com.